Hello, guys. Welcome back to today's podcast. Just all things with Wombo and Fisla Ezwa. I'm so happy to be a part of your 2022. Congratulations to as many who made it. Bless God. Thank God for His goodness and His mercy. So it's just horse It's season three, guys. Wow, I <laughs> can't believe this. I remember when I started off, it was much of a struggle but thank god yeah yeah today as season three and today we're going to be talking about mentorship yeah and this podcast <laughs> it has really been on like it's sustain it's sustainers has also come from mentorship by being by responding to to re- mentorship by responding to people that god had placed over me to guide me so before we go into mentorship i'd like us to do a recap of season one and season two season one we did about seven episodes season two it was about six episodes making it 13 episodes all together we looked at teenagers problems affecting teenagers finding the balance to start um international intentional development by three solid life hacks that um consistency balance hard work looked at in how what i learned about being intentional identity crisis dealing with peer pressure youthful exuberance and a whole lot of them i would like to go back to them but to save our time i would advise that those topics were of really paramount importance they had so much value listening to them over again myself i was I was I was so intrigued because I got value myself also. So the link to get all of the episodes is anchor.fm slash Priscilla hyphen is one. And I was also I also dropped the link on the flyer for as many who would see the flyer for as many who would get through to the link you can copy the overall link for all the episodes now without wasting much time let's look at mentorship mentorship what is mentorship when i hear the word mentorship what comes to my mind is guidance what comes to my mind is being guided what comes to my mind is being led in a path to growth that is what comes to my mind that's what comes to me that was that's what comes to you know to to my understanding that's that's what comes to me easily when someone comes and give you guidance when someone comes and tells you this is the path to go this is not the path to go when someone comes and like the person comes and tells you by experience this is what is right this is not what is right this is how to go this is not how to go these are the steps to take and these are not the steps to take that's what mentorship is all about now a mentor is someone who is to guide you either in your career path either in your development in whatever area at all that you know you need to be equipped to be better that is who a mentor is someone who comes and coach you someone who comes and advise someone who comes and trains you in whatever aspect at all now today I'm going to be sharing some lessons I learned about mentorship. I would not want to go deep into mentorship and say, oh, as a whole, you know, mentorship is, it's deep itself. It's even more extensive than coaching. Coaching is that you you, you are not a part of these people's lives. Mentorship entails that the person has a part of him or her for you. When I did a research on mentorship, I saw that mentors are expected to have three A's. That is, they need to be analytical, they need to be available, they need to be active listeners. Coaches hardly listen. They just come and they train you. But a mentor is someone that shares a part of you. A mentor is someone that is dependable. A mentor is someone that is authentic, someone that has time for your growth. Someone that will give in time. Someone that would, would allow you to be a part of his or her journey. So that you too can develop. It's like an experience. They share an experience for you to be guided. They're always there for you to be guided. Just like the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us. No wonder, no wonder Jesus Christ said in John chapter 16. That 
he will guide us in all truth. John 16, 13. The Holy Spirit will guide us in all truths. So he's the, he's the greatest guide. He's the greatest mentor. He's the greatest person that we can look up to and say, please lead me in this path to growth spiritually in your intimacy with God. Holy Spirit is the number one person that will help you grow in union with God. Then before every other human factors can come in. Yeah. So now, mentorship what's what's what is mentorship mentorship is the process of being guided is a system where a person who is more experienced than you the person can be younger or older or even of the same age but the person has gained enough knowledge in a particular aspect to help you become a better person in such aspects now what i have learned in mentorship is that Mentors deliberately, you know, go out there to develop themselves for the sake of their mentees. Mentees are those who are trained by mentors or proteges are those who are trained by mentors. I've come by, by, um, I, should I say, uh, <laughs> okay, by chance, I've, I've come to meet lots of people. And I, for one, I, I, I wasn't that person who was active to mentorship. People came and gave guide. People came and told me, oh, this is how to go, this is not how to go. But then I would not pay attention to what they say. I always go for what was on my mind because I, I felt nobody had, had been there all this while, while, while I was making decisions for myself. And my decisions you know, always stood out and they always were okay. They were great to my to me, you know, because I would always seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But then, as humans, several things we do are feelable. Usually when we feel like because our spirit is always right, we may not even seek the counsel of God always. We may always feel because my intuition is right, let me go after it. But then, if you give yourself to proper mentorship, when there, when there are challenges of making a decision of where to go or where not to go, of what to do and not to do, of what to start and not to start, it is expedient that you have someone you are answerable to, someone who can ask you questions. And if you see that your answers are aligned with whatever you want to do, is that the, your actions or probably your dreams or your goals are doable then it is fine it is not all dreams it is not all ideas that you should pursue instantly that you have that you just you should just kick start you will need a proper survey you will need to understand it first i remember when pastor chris lecoq was said in one of his books he said um seven questions wise men ask i think it's like yeah that was the question or okay seven questions wise women ask yes so he said before he started a a, a television network he said he had to go and ask people who have been there before him who had experience he said he had to go and ask mentors he needed to tell him what were the you know the 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 do's and the don'ts what were the possible error what were the possible things that i should look out for sorry the possible um problems i should look at for okay how would this help my ministry how would this do he kept asking questions to be sure that he was on the right path so no matter how gifted you are no matter how great you are doing in your endeavor you would still need someone to help you to coach you because i for one i wasn't that person i was this person who did yes what come what came to my mind I just did it. I just looked at people just said stuff. I, I feel like, okay, they were their opinion. So their opinion doesn't count as much as mine would stand. So that was how I kept living until, I think, 2017. I met with someone. He told me something specifically. It was it was really alarming. Like, it touched me. He said, Priscilla, he told me, he said, there was a specific area of my, of my life, a specific aspect of my life that I didn't take seriously. I didn't know I was going to put seriously. I didn't know I was going to give due attention to. So he told me, he said, start praying about it now while you are young. So that when you grow old, you won't have errors. You won't have issues trying to make decisions. I said, okay. So that was the first, I know that was the first um, life advice I took from someone who I didn't know. And I I did as he said, and it really worked for me. So fast forward to 2021. Early, early 2021, January, February, March, that period, I was also 
going into you know going for personal retreats off and on off and on off and on sometimes you see people online sometimes you wouldn't see me online people were complaining people like what's wrong why are you not balanced and all of that so i was trying to get a head start for the year some people started the year in january but me i started my own year in june why i'll get to there i'll get to that aspect so or i'll get there so from february march april may may there was someone who was who stood as a father and a mentor but i did not realize it i i was too carried away with because i'm this person i am not this person who is opened being a kind of person i am i had always allowed my personality stood out among every other every other thing about me because i tell people i'm an introvert and i don't like you know going to conversation but i like deep conversations especially when it's something that will be of benefit it's as in it is meaningful because those are the kind of conversations i i, I engage in so this person came as came at a time that i never expected so i wasn't open not until we got talking and all of that so i finally got out of my retreat and june like i said the year 2021 started for me in june that was when this podcast started. That was when Going Beyond Relationship started. A relationship group I had started. That was when so many other things started in my life. That was when I became a social... Sorry, I became the media head for um, a relationship group. Also, I started volunteering. I started, I started understanding mentorship. I started understanding so many things that I had always looked past. So, it, it was even... 2021 was, was making sense to me. So, because I had learned to open myself to mentorship, because I had spent so much time in the presence of God, and He just told me, He said, Let yourself out. He said, Learn, just expose yourself to whatever comes your way because it is, yeah. So, He just gave me specific instructions. I said, Okay. So, I went out there, I exposed myself to mentorship. So, I discovered that from my previous years, comparing to 2021, the things I achieved in 2021 are far more better greater than what i achieved in my previous years altogether if you put them in one year but in six months six months i was able to do so much even in five months from june to november i was able to do a lot of things compared to the previous years because i'd exposed myself to mentorship because i'd exposed myself to people that i'll be accountable to people that i can come and you know give reports and say this is how my life is going this is how it's not going people i can come and meet at any point in time and they'll be there because they dedicated a part of themselves to me but when i call upon them they're always there to answer me so that is the benefit of mentorship it gives you a guide it gives you this step up it gives you this boldness you are able to achieve more than enough on your own it is you say there's this saying that on your own you go far but with with a team or whatever or, or with other people you go you know you go to it with you alone you go fast but with other people around you you go far so it's about going far not just going fast you might go fast and not even reach your destination at all so that is what mentorship exposed to me and secondly i discovered that mentors are people who would always want to develop themselves because of their mentees so my mentors grow so that i can grow a part of the a part of the thing I wanted to work on myself was networking, was meeting people, was social networking. Because I love entrepreneurship. I love so many things. I love engaging myself in things that are, you know, innovative and creative. So I met with this particular mentor, this person. He has an academy and has one-on-one coaching section also. So I paid for the academy. I said, I want to join. I want to know what's going on. Because I saw someone, she joined the academy and she became better. I said, if this person can be like this, what about me? So I joined in and it has really been great. I was accountable to this person. I've seen that my growth has been, you know, it has been tremendous. One day the person even post even texted me and said, I am proud of you. Although I wasn't directly his mentee at that time, I haven't told him you are my mentor. Sorry, yeah, I haven't told him you are my mentor. But then he told me I was I was so happy, I was enlightened because he saw that I was doing something with my life and he was glad that I was gaining from him indirectly. I was really happy. So I saw the progress. And one thing about mentorship is that mentorship is authentic. If it's if it's not authentic, you will see it by the results on the on the character or the end product of the mentees. So the mentees will tell you how far you have mentored. They tell you how authentic, how genuine is that mentorship. 
So for all the persons I have met, it has been from good to good. It has been it has they have been authentic, positive growth. There have been evidence that yes, I really learned. So I, I going back to what I said uh, previously, second point that mentors develop themselves so that their mentees can be developed or growth. Mentors are always up to date. They know what's going on. They know how to, they know the value they to give their mentees at every point in time. This particular coach I'm talking about was someone, he concluded a course, I think in December or November, social entrepreneurship, and even got a scholarship to study that. And after doing it, he came back, he said he has value for us, then he dropped it. He came again at all, and like every single day, he comes with new things. He's always developing himself, giving himself to development because of his mentees. And it has, he has only grown a beautiful community. It was, it's really great. So I was, I saw that I was able to, because of the knowledge he, he shared, because of the, his dynamics, I was able to be dynamic in my own ideas. I, I was able to be dynamic in my own ways of achieving things. And I saw that there was evidence. I saw that I grew. I saw that I became better. I saw that I was richer in knowledge. I was richer in, in my skill. I was richer in, you know, in communication. It became better. I was so happy. I saw the results and he told me I was proud of you. I was so happy. I was like, yes, growth has come. So I saw that by the guide of mentors, I was able to do, I was able to achieve more than I could have ever done in my previous years, being on my own and all of that. And another point is relationship. I was able to grow, I was able to grow better relationships. I was able, I was able to meet with better people, people who would contribute to my goals in as much as I contribute to theirs. Before, it, it was always me giving, giving. It wasn't symbiotic. It was like people come and they take from me and they don't even give give back. So it's like I was one who was always up ahead and they were like, you know, always at the receiving end. So it wasn't nice for me. It was draining. I was almost losing it. But then, I saw that mentors would expose and stretch their mentees to, to relationships, to networking. They will give them resources for growth. They will give them access to platforms where they can, they can widen their relationship horizon, widen their networking horizon. They can even become better communicators. That's what I saw. So I joined a, a, um, a relationship in the platform and this man was someone i had followed from november but i november 2020 but i was still inactive i was passive i did not understand what was going on but until 2021 everything started making sense so he introduced a mentorship class every of his mentorship class i introduces i be, i i ensure that i become a part of it anything he wants to do i ensure i become a part of it. the one i can do i just you know i restrict myself i don't want to even you know, raise my hand and say, okay, I do not even indicate interest. But then he introduced a mentorship class. He said, one year mentorship, be more network, it will pay a fee of it of ten thousand naira. I saw how much value this man has given that it has really shaped my relationship. That's shaping how much I have known in relationship and it has really helped me. So I said I was going to work on this and this time around he was mentoring us on leadership, on finances, on character on relationships so much in one in one program i was like wow so i quickly jumped on and paid for it because i know what value i've gotten and from there i have been able to build sorry i've been able to build a good relationship with him and every other person around so mentorship was able to reshape my character i was able to reshape my thinking able to reshape my my dynamics towards achieving goals it was able to shape so many things so many you know I was this timid person, this shy person, but I just saw that it died down after meeting a particular person. As in, it was so amazing. Spiritually, I was, I became better. I joined another mentorship or accountability community of community of women. It has been from bliss to bliss. So, mentors are people you can approach with questions. Questions that are bothering your heart. Questions that are bothering you. These are people who will be there to answer you, to give you the guide, to give you the direction, tell you this is where to go and not to go. So you are able to ask questions. You are able to get feedbacks that you know will satisfy you because you are becoming a part of them. They are dependable people. They now have a path for you. They are empathetic. They can listen to you. They are active listeners. They're not people that you can just talk to and talk to. Like, you know, you want to know if someone is listening to you is how much response they give to you, is how responsive they are when you ask them questions. If they're able to answer it well and you're like, okay, yeah, this person has 
has really been listening to me so that is how effective mentorship is and they are analytical they're able to analyze every problem for you they're able to give you proper solutions they're able to prefer good solutions to you that is what mentorship is all about they analyze things for you you are like you, you gain clarity you gain you gain the the, the, the the knowledge to pursue every of your dreams because they have experience. They know how to go and how not to go. And lastly, they are always available. You can reach out to them anytime, any day, and they'll be there as a guide for you. They'll be there to tell you where to go and where not to go. Jesus Christ, as great as he was, he was still answerable to god he was still humble before god he still looked up to god for guidance and he was able to fulfill his purpose with clarity if you look at the book of john chapter 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 four no john chapter five if you look at it very well he said that the witness that is complete is that he does the work of his father said not what someone else says about him so it is god that will give a complete witness that will give the perfect witness so jesus was someone who submitted himself to the guidance of god not the words of men not the words of yes of or 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 people around but he gave his ear he gave his mind to what was authentic to what was perfect to what was genuine which was god's counsel for him and if you look at the life of elijah and elisha elisha was able to do well in ministry because elijah had properly guided him the apostles the disciples did well because god sorry because jesus christ was a good mentor was a proper mentor for them he gave them the right path to go he encouraged them when they were distressed when they had emotional problems where they could not continue ministry he was there to guide them so for so for those who are going through depression right now going through emotional problems going through a lot that they just can't deal with mentors are there to stand by you they are there to encourage they are there to pray with you they are there to give you solutions they are there to provide you know ways which you can come out from your problems as what mentors do and Apostle Paul was a great mentor to Timothy, even to Priscilla and Aquila in the Bible. That they were, they were, they were able to do the work of 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 what of the apostle, and they could even correct the error in the church. So Apostle Paul was a good mentor, that he was able to raise people who were like him, people who 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 understood the scripture, people who knew how to seek God. It was the result was evidential. So authentic mentorship, proper mentorship has result. It has evidence that it is genuine. It has evidence. And what is that evidence? That you grow, that you become better, because that is the sole aim of mentorship. And what is the role of mentorship? The role of mentorship is that they they is like they 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 they, they have this this ability to trigger a change. Now the role is that there is something about them that you 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 like and you tend to like monitor it and want to you know want to duplicate it in your life so you you say that once your mentor comes up you start acting like them you start talking like them you start thinking like them you just say that you become you you gradually become better as they are it could not be in what they do but it could be in what you do but you just say that you develop this sense of development sorry this sense of growth you know just you just become better than it used to be so that is what mentorship taught me although i wasn't i didn't i didn't you know respond to it quickly but it was in 2021 i started responding to it actively and i told a group of friends and them i said in 2022 you see those things you could not achieve in 2021 that were difficult for you and you knew that you needed people to help you achieve them i told them expose yourself to mentorship your mentors mentor could be a friend it could be a person who has experience in an area more than you do the person must not necessarily be above you but at least you you are you go to the person and say please guide me in this aspect you shouldn't be ashamed of it you shouldn't be shy i know a group of people who are older than me who will come and tell me and say please i have money i want to start up something what business idea can you help me with and when i tell them they're like wow they're intrigued that today, sometimes my brother will tell me, I'm coming back home. When I come back, prepare a business model for me. I want to do something. I said, okay. I will say, okay. And it works fine because he needs a guide. He needs, this is someone who is more experienced than me in this aspect. So why don't I allow her guide me in this 
So I have friends who come and tell me, Priscilla, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Please, what do you think I can do? So I'm there to guide them. Not necessarily because I am better than them, not necessarily because I am older than them, but because they say that, okay, this one has experience in that. She has developed herself so she can help me and all of that. So this is what mentorship is all about, to shaping you into a better person. So I got all of those values. I was able to achieve so much in 2021 because I became responsive to mentorship. So you want to do so much in 2022, like I advise my friends, please expose yourself to mentorship deliberately be mentored because we as teenagers we as young people there are a lot of things that would grow with us as we are growing character things a lot of things will grow with us a lot of activities we'll see a lot of things around us that we may not understand but we will need to channel our questions to the right people to the right sources that is why mentorship is important so you do not ask your friends questions friends that are as young as you and they will mislead you but then you should ask mentors. And when you see that, okay, probably your friend is more experienced and your friend is not going to lead you astray, then ask that friend the question. Tell the person, please let's become best of friends. Let's communicate often. Please let's share ideas on so and so. I want to be better. I want to grow. I want to be accountable to you. So that I can see that I am growing. It's perfect. In as much as there is growth, in as much as you grow, you become better. So expose yourself to mentorship. Those things that you could not achieve on your own, that you know that someone, if someone was there, that was better than you, the person would have helped, would have pushed you, would have made you to be better. It's a sign that you need to expose yourself to mentorship. Even as much as you pray and the Holy Spirit leads you, physically you need someone that you can be answerable to, someone who will keep you in check, someone who will keep you accountable, and you will see that you are progressive. So this will be all for today. I really want to appreciate you guys for always tuning into this podcast. It's really been an amazing journey with you guys i appreciate you i love you guys i wish you a blissful 2022 i wish you a tremendous 2022 i wish you a beautiful year i may the good lord preserve you all protect you and provide for you all see you next in our next podcast yeah see you in the next podcast i love you guys god bless you take care and stay saved as you stay safe bye yeah. hey guys welcome back to today's podcast just all things with one boy and prisla isua always happy to be your favorite host so today we're going to be looking at fear fear you can if you look at the if you look at the poster and if you look at the write-up or the topic you see that i added two exclamation mark and a question mark in between fear fear so we are going to be dealing with two things dealing dealing with it as a question should a christian be afraid should a teenager be afraid at this time they are too young to experience any form of fear and fear with an exclamation mark that means it exists it's 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 an exclamation mark telling you that well this thing is is serious you know it's serious and again before we dive into it fully, I want to do a little recap of last episode, the importance of mentorship. I would advise that all teenagers, all young persons listen to that podcast. Some of us shy away from mentorship, especially when it comes to paying to get access, to be, to, to be trained by people, to be mentored by people. We are afraid. Oh, I don't want to let this one into my cycle. I don't know. Mentorship is there to guard you, to to you know to guide you, to act as a guard over, you know, your plans, your visions. Probably you do not know where to go. You don't know how to go about things. Mentorship is there to tell you how to go about it. Mentorship will be there to help you achieve your goals more than you thought you can because someone with experience will be there leading you. Okay, so without wasting your time, like I said, go and listen to that podcast. It's rich, very rich. So today, let's look at fear. I said we're going to be dealing with it in two aspects as a question and as 
uh, as an ex- existential reality or as an existential concept. So, as a question, teenagers do they experience fear? Christian teenagers and teenagers in general do they experience fear? My answer is yes. Joshua was young when he was called to lead the children of Israel. I guess they were elders. They were elders. They were, you know, they were older persons. But why Joshua? Why a young boy? Why why a young man? And before he was to lead the children of Israel in Joshua 1 verse 9, the Bible said something. I read from King James Version. He said, Have I not commanded thee? So God is commanding Joshua. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong. God is asking teenagers to be strong, to be of good courage, to be courageous, to be bold. Be not afraid. That is, do not fear. Neither be thou dismayed. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord that God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest, wherever you go. God is with him. Now, remember we started off this podcast talking about problems of teenagers and how it affects them as they approach adulthood. We did we dealt on that in the in season one and season two. We dealt on you know the growth of teenagers, how teenagers will not remain as they are, and as they are going about their businesses, especially when it comes to identity, and we talked about identity crisis. You know, they are always moving around. That means whether they stay in a house or they stay in, a, in an environment for 20 years, there must be growth. That means there must be movement. The persons you 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 have as friends today will not will not remain for for few, few might remain, but you might add more to your cycle, you might reduce, or you more or you might take some from your cycle. So Wherever you go, I will be with you. That means wherever we find ourselves as teenagers, whatever stage of growth or whatever stage we experience that is, you know, unfamiliar to what we know in our dependency stage, as we are approaching independency, Bible said that God is going to be with us. Joshua was someone who didn't have experience, but because he followed Moses, he knew how God communicated it. Moses, he knew a lot of little things, intricacies, memorandum, uh, operandum of Moses and God. How Moses would go to the mountain and seek God's face, see God for days, 40 days, and he would be at the feet of the mountain waiting for him. That was someone who never knew that, okay, God could use him, but he just prepared himself. He just, you know, he just made himself available. He made himself available. Even when Moses' brother, who was put as a right-hand man for Moses, when it comes to speech, was with the children of Israel, his strength failed him. But now, this is a young man who is strong, who has vigor, and everybody is saying, be strong and be of good courage. That means, even at his tender age, he was already losing strength. That means fear was creeping in a little. And after God told him to be strong, he said, do not be afraid. So, to tell you that fear encrypts or encroaches into a life to make that person weak, to make that person feeble, towards, you know, you are weak towards, towards your plan, you are, you are just tired. You experience the kind of tiredness. You are tired about life. You get depressed. Mentally, you are not alright. So that's what fear does. Fear just... Fear conquers you already before it starts manifesting in your life. That's what fear does. Before something happens, because fear has been, you know, originated, because fear had, had found a place, even before an incident that you fear most or cause you already get defeated in your mind so god saw that joshua was almost getting defeated in his mind and he had to encourage him again he said have i not commanded you 
Do not be afraid. It appears 365 times in the Bible. So it is God com- God's commandment, God's order, God's God's jurisdiction that man do not be afraid and we do not be afraid. He said he will be with Joshua wherever he goes. So as we are growing as teenagers, as we approach our true identity, our purpose in Christ, we are advised not to be afraid. We are advised not to not to lose focus on the strengths of, of God and on the course on the anchor that we have in Christ Jesus. We are advised to hold strong to him, to his promise, to his commandment, because they are true. Yeah. So what is fear? If you look at the um, Google definition of fear, it said fear is a post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic. Like I said before, fear enters before you will know. As in, it brings this state of unrest to you. It disturbs your mind even before the outcome of event that you, that you fear most happens. You already, you already, you know, your heart is already crept or pricked by fear. It's already pricked by fear. You're already afraid even before this event happens. That's why it's a post, post traumatic stress disorder. A disorder characterized by failure to recover after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. You see, so you you fail to recover because you already you already built your mind on oh this is this is it and when it happens fear just remains there. It is hard to deal with it even after it happens. And look at they say fear is an anxiety disorder, a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear. That are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. What is fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. Most teenagers are exposed to to danger from abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse. Some of them are threatened by their mates, bullying. They are threatened by you know by relatives, by people that they stay with probably they're not staying with their biological parents or pain they're afraid oh this pain will be consistent this all that so it just creeps in see they are frightful they 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 are nervous you know they they worry they are distressed they they lose rest they are disquieted they become timid they do not function as their mates function. They do not blossom like their mates blossom. You see them, they are afraid to take decisions on their own. You see that fear just locks up the best in them. Fear is to be afraid of someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful or harmful. And in the case of Joshua, Joshua wasn't threatened, no. But he was already building fear, like I said before. Before the outcome, before the event, he had already, he was, his heart was already telling him, you will fail. You will fail. It's not possible. Ah, you, you, it's not possible for you to lead these people. He was, because he knew what Moses experienced with the children of Israel. He was afraid already. He was fearful. How will I do this? Because he saw that Moses was someone that the children of Israel would always, you know, um, pounce on once they need something they never understood that he was doing his best so joshua was thinking how will i do these people how will I do? and the lord said i have called you i have commanded you he said you haven't chosen me i have chosen you so joshua was chosen we as teenagers god has chosen us that wherever we, we go he will be with us the bible said in john chapter 8 verse 29 he said, God never abandons me. Jesus was telling the Pharisees, he said, my father never abandons me. That was someone who was bold. Jesus Christ was bold. He did not allow fear to creep in. So fear can be threats. It could be, it could be you're afraid. You, you are, you're always panicking. A painful agitation. You're always agitated. You are, you're always, you're always, you know, Worried, you're always worried, you're always anxious. What will happen? What would you're always thinking, and you do not, you're mentally, you do not function well, you do not function properly. And moving on, let's look at what can cause fear. Like I said before, it could be from abuse, it could be from a childhood, 
and all of that. It could be that one's parents are abusive physically or verbally. They just, you know, call you names. Sometimes they just tell you you are you are not able to amount to anything. Like the case of Joshua. Joshua was afraid of the elders of Israel, afraid of the people. What would they say? Me, this young boy, how can I lead them? He was afraid of those things, the intimidations. So intimidation, threats can cause fear. It can make you to be afraid. You are seeing the things happening around you as a young person in your environment. Probably they kill lots of people. Like I was seeing a movie, it was um, a black American movie, how the, the, the lives of the blacks were threatened by police officers even in the block among them once there's a quarry the next thing is to kill someone a young boy was traumatic he was afraid he, could, he, he didn't go to school for for years because he was outside and the elder sister was asked to go get him so he had offended someone and when the younger the elder sister went to get him the the, the girl took the bullet for him so from that period he became traumatic he was stressed whenever he hears sounds especially gun sounds he gets agitated he he starts he starts panting he starts breathing heavily and fast um this call it um irregular irregular uh, heart rate or pulse rate you see him breathing very fast the arrow wave or the p wave becomes abnormal the arrow arrow interval becomes abnormal you see it's zigzag it doesn't for those who you know okay i'm talking about ECG right now. So you see that when you look at the graph or look at the graphical representation of the heart rate or the heartbeat, it doesn't go normal. It's not regular. It becomes irregular. So he was anxious. Anytime he hears a knock on the door, he's afraid. He just acts like he's not at home. He's always quiet. It's only the mom that he allows into the house. He doesn't see visitors. He was at home for about three good years. That's what fear can do. The guy was afraid. He couldn't... So these things can cause fear when your life is being threatened when the environment is not safe when you are exposed to bullying when you are exposed to you know to 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 abuse and all of that so this can be the causes of fear or probably when you are intimidated by people who are older than you or even your age mates they just intimidate you and all of that and what are the effects of fear Fear can affect your mentality, can affect your mindset. It can build a wall around you that you wouldn't allow growth to come in. You're afraid because you won't want to step out of your comfort zone. If you step out, what will happen? You're always afraid to make positive decisions. You're always afraid because your mind has been treated, your mind has been programmed to be in a state of, of anxiousness. You're always nervous and all of that. So it affects the mind. God had to deal with the mind of Joshua and also had to deal with the mind of Gideon. He told Gideon, he said, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. And Gideon was like, I don't understand. Because the angel told him, he said, you will deliver your your people and the children of Israel, your father's house, from the hand of the Midianites. And he said, how can that be? For over how many years Israel have been under the siege of, Mid- of the Midianites? So you're telling me that I'll be the one, like how, me, of all people. Because fear was already there. Because the Midianites, like I said, the causes were intimidating them. They never saw a future. They never saw that it was possible to get freedom, to get victory. They never saw that it was possible for them to be victorious. So they, they built their lives around that fear. That they were even afraid to go up. They were afraid to do things because the Midianites had surrounded them and was watching them. So Gideon was was threatened. The children of Israel were threatened. None of them could be bold enough to do anything. Not until the angel of the Lord told him and said, "You are a mighty man of valor." So something had to shift in Gideon's mindset. Something had to shift in his reasoning, in his thoughts. He had to start asking. He said, "Me, mighty man of valor." And he did something. He said, if the angel was actually saying what was truthful, he said he should wait. I should go and bring what a sacrifice. And as he brought it, he saw that it went up to heaven. And he said, oh, okay. Then he said, do another sign. Let me drop some things here. And they will not dry to the dew of the morning. And these signs, 
God gave him this sense and it was true. So from there, his mentality changed that yes, it is possible to defeat the Midianites. And he took about 1,000 soldiers and the Lord told him that they were too many. And in the end, he used about 300 soldiers out of 1,000 soldiers to conquer the army of thousands of the Midianites. So it was about mentality, it was about his mindset. So he was able to conquer his fear and win the battle. The same thing happened to Joshua. Joshua had to believe God. Joshua had to correct his mindset. So fear has its roots in the mind, in the heart. That is the epicenter of our thoughts. The Bible said in Proverbs 23 verse 7 that a man is what he thinks. As a man thinks, so is he. You are not above your thoughts. You are not above what you think. You're not above your mind. It is what your mind can envision. It's what your mind thinks of that you can do. So they had to live above their mind. They had to live above their mentality. And that was how they were able to conquer. So effects of fear. Fear affects your mind. It affects your possibilities. Remember we saw possibilities of a teen in season two. Fear affects your possibilities. Fear affects your courage, your boldness. It affects your, you know, your 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 identity your possibility like we said before now examples of fear let's look at the people who were afraid at some point and how they conquered it or if they didn't conquer it and the effects or the result and no or the, sorry the aftermath result and all of that so an example of fear i would give is um the bible has lots and lots of them Joshua, uh, okay, we've said Joshua before. Daniel. Daniel was someone who wasn't afraid. He he knew that a decree was passed that anyone who proves would be thrown into the lion's den. But he had full confidence that he was doing the right thing. There's one thing about doing the right thing and not disturbing the peace of others or deliberately doing things to offend others. Daniel had been praying since. He had been praying. He didn't start praying when the decree was made. If he had started praying when the decree was made, that was, he could have died. In fact, the lions would have devoured him. But he was consistent in prayer. That was his lifestyle. That when the decree came, he wasn't afraid. Even when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were put in the uh, fairy furnace, they were not afraid because they knew they were doing the right thing. Because they knew God was with them. Remember the Bible said in Joshua 1 verse that we read that he will be with him wherever he, he went or wherever he goes. So God being with me, being with you, is enough reason to conquer fear. So that is a, is a perfect example of, of, of a fear not conquering us. Although I said our next discussion will be about defeat, how to defeat fear. So Daniel was someone who understood that fearing God and having God is it supersedes any other kind of fear. So he wasn't afraid of his life because he knew he was he was doing what God wanted him to do. And God was with him. The same John chapter 8, verse 28, 29 to 30. Jesus Christ said, My father never abandons me because I do the things which pleases him. That is another thing. So if you do the thing that pleases God, there'll be no cause to be afraid. Even when you come before his presence, you, you won't be afraid because you know that you please him and he is happy about, about what you do. So you will approach his throne boldly. Remember the Bible said in Hebrews 14 verse 16, he said, let us come before the throne of God that we may find grace and obtain mercy in times of Let us come boldly before the throne of God that we may find grace and obtain mercy in times of need so fear can be a time of need you need you need to conquer your fear bible said in romans 8 verse 37 said for in all of these things we are more than conquerors well we are more than conquerors so what is it saying in time of need where your heart is crept by anxiousness by anxiety by worry by fear by dread by danger you realize that you have enough grace and mercy once you approach the throne of God boldly. And that was the case of, of Gideon. 
that was a case of of Daniel. That was a case of Joshua. That was a case of Peter, Apostle Peter. Apostle Peter was the 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 fairest among all the disciples. He was the most timid. He was so afraid of his life. He was, he was when even when Jesus was to be persecuted, when they recognized him and said no, and although Jesus said he was going to deny him, but he was afraid. It was fear that made him do that. It was like ah, they want to kill me. Also, I have a wife, I have children, all of that. So, because the Holy Spirit came upon him, the Bible said in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of sound mind, and of love. So, the spirit of God is a caster, or it casts away fear. It's to cast away fear. If you have the spirit of the Lord and you are still afraid, then you need him. You need to ask him to help you. You need to ask him to, because Jesus Christ said, because God is with me, I do not need to be afraid. Because he will never abandon me. He lasts. God lasts. God is forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So having this consciousness, having this in mind, we will know that God is with us. There will be no need to be afraid. Even when Jesus Christ was to die on the cross of Calvary, although he was anxious, he had to ask God. He said, if it's possible, let this call pass me. But if it is your will, let it be done. So, another thing we should notice, when we come to the place of the will of God, when we come to bury ourselves completely in the will of God, it casts out every fear. It casts out every every form of timidity, every form of anxiety, every form of, of distress, every form of, you know, of unrest. So, as we are taking all of this in, I want us to, to recognize that fear can be defeated. Fear can be overcome. Fear can fear can be conquered because we have received the ability through Christ Jesus. The Bible said in Romans 8 verse 14 to 15, he said, For we have received the spirit of adoption, that we can call him Abba Father. And we are, we are joint heirs with Christ, seated at the right hand of God. So with all of this, it's recognizing that God has given promises, just like he gave Gideon, just like he gave Joshua, just like he gave Daniel, just like he gave Jesus. And they all stood just as he told Peter, you are the rock on which my church will stand. And it happened as he said it. You must learn to entrust. You must learn to trust, oh, sorry, trust God and also entrust your heart, your mind and your life with him. Because in doing that, there is no fear that can creep in. There is no fear that can, you know, meander or subtly move its way into your life i pray that this blesses someone and i pray that the lord will help you conquer your fears in the name of jesus so god bless you guys and i really want to appreciate you all for always you know tuning into this podcast and i hope to see you next week have a blessed day ahead bye guys